Look at my butt. Show number 213 of Look at His Butt. LT and JK Talk Trek. Well, all right. We've, we've been recording now for three minutes, so yes. I guess it's the show. Okay. <laughs> so here it is. Here's the show. Hooray! <laughs> As you could tell, we've already been chatting and gotten worked ourselves up into a froth of silliness, but it, it, now we're ready for a show. We are, and it's because we were just looking at this amazing picture of James T. Kirk, but we'll get back to that. We'll come back we, to that. We'll get back to that. Um, okay. So the first thing is that you have a little present, so I hope I, I have hope you like it. a present from you, <laughs> and it's been sitting on my counter for, I don't know, a month or something, so I've just like gone nuts. So I am cutting open... The packaging. Oh, good. And now I'm ripping it. I don't even I'm... remember what I put in there. There might be a little card in there. I don't remember. Okay, okay, there is. There is a little card. Oh, I'm so. Oh, thoughtful. and you even sealed the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever were you thinking? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, there's a nice little note. Yeah. That's just so that you know who it was from. Oh. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, oh boy, it is the book, Ladies of Kirk, <laughs> with a snarky Kirk uh, book, uh, what do you call it, bookmark? Bookmark, yes. And a disapproving Spock on the other side. I love oh the bookmark. I just thought that was the cutest thing. And I couldn't even remember whether it was included or whether she just threw it in as an extra thing, but I was like, look, it's Kirk. You can put it in a book. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. I just, I love her art style and I love uh-huh. the little things that she wrote and the way she's posed everyone. They're just so cool. Yes, don't you remember, Captain? The science lab Christmas <laughs> We danced. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, the Edith Keeler dress. <sighs> it's so lovely. Oh, Marlena. Yeah, baby. Oh. Um, and now I can reveal to you also that um, the the woman who did this, she had a great response on Kickstarter. She got the money. She made the book. She sent them out. And then she got a cease and desist letter from Paramount. <gasps> no. Yeah. So they basically said, don't do it again. And so what we have are now it's rare, limited edition. This is it. There are never going to be any more. <sighs> wow. I am just flipping through these. These are, oh, my goodness. Wowie zowie. Yes. It's so These are nice. really great. They're, they look like the actresses and the, yes. the costumes are perfect. And I love her color palette also. You know, it's very much in yeah. keeping with the series. It's bright. You know, it's very 60s kind of mod looking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's so happy and delightful. That's what I love about it. And Mar- Marta's doing the hoochie coochie. <laughs> oh, Wow. This is about the artist in the back. Kelly McMorris is a freelance illustrator living in Portland, Oregon. Despite being born in the 80s, she considers herself to have grown up with the original Star Trek series. Mm -hmm. She especially enjoyed the groovy 60s hair, costumes, and makeup that the female characters got to wear. This is her celebration of Star Trek's women, tribute to William Tice's iconic costume designs, and loving parody of Star Trek's number one captain. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I am thrilled, thrilled to have this. I am it's so an unauthorized guide to the galaxy's grooviest gals. It absolutely is. And I just, you know, when I saw it, I knew I wanted to have it, but I knew that you should have one as well. Oh, well, yes. Now we'll have this to add to our important reference materials. This is This true. is so great. Thank you so much. Oh, you are extremely welcome. I'm so glad I was oh. able to get an extra one for you now that there won't well, ever be any more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hang on to this. Mm-hmm. Mm. I had to take a drink of beer for that. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love it. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, how fun. Okay, so... So, what do you want to talk about next? We've got all this stuff. Well, since we mentioned that um, we now have this rarity, I want to talk about something that was on my list, mm -hmm. which is... Where did Dick go? <laughs> Rare collectibles. That first oh, yeah. link. Let me yes. get that up here. So we here can we add this to our to our rare collectibles, and I the very nice picture of Kirk. Yes, looking very uh, very concerned, and there is sort of a shadowed Kirk light on his face, really highlighting mm -hmm. his eyes there. Yes. Now this is on Up Rocks, and it says Star Trek fans need these rare and odd collectibles <laughs> in their lives. I could not agree more. <laughs> uh, few franchises can match cultural impact of Star Trek. Okay, so here it's going for the merchandise. So here's a look at some of the coolest merchandise. One is a vintage telephone. I never saw this before, and I want to know what the phone looked like. There's not a picture of the phone. It's a picture of the box. Oh, I want to see the phone. Like, what kind and of phone? does the phone look like the Enterprise or... You know, of a, a flip phone, you know, I don't a know. communicator. I don't know. Uh, oh, here it is. This officially licensed enterprise-shaped telephone, oh. sometimes available in its original box, was produced in an almost forgotten era when phones needed to be connected via cord. And the Imagine. wireless communicators used in the show were nothing more than awe-inspiring science fiction. Wow. So, do you like what? Listen to the nacelles and talk into the bridge? I or? don't know. I, like I said, I never saw this before. And there's a picture of the Enterprise on the cover of this box. Right. It's not really helpful in figuring out how the phone works. Right. Because if you turn it upside down, like the saucer section could be the base. Yeah. Or you could hold on to the body and the saucer section could be the part that you put to your ear. But then where's yeah. the microphone? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. So, Star Trek Telephone, um, we don't have one, but I guess that's another media that Bill has conquered since there's lots of pictures of him on the front of the box, I guess. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so here's a replica communicator. Mm -hmm. Now, we have the one that makes the triple noise. Yes. <laughs> and sends us into hysterics. Um, let's see. Uh, keeping that idea in mind, signature bulky and retro-looking props like this classic communicator are big draw to collectors. Really, these are just fancy walkie-talkies. There's no touchscreen, no apps, and you can't even stream movies. So apparently this this actually works. Oh, so it is a As far as being walkie-talkie. Yeah, but, okay. Um, okay, replica tricorder. Mm. Now, this has a little TV screen. Yes. Um, the tricorder serves kind of multifunction device. 
um, all the while looking like a cross between a canteen and a vintage TV. <laughs> it doesn't say whether this replica does anything, like if the, the lights work or if the sound comes out. Nope, nope. Now, here's a Star Trek 35-millimeter slide. You have one of these. I have many of these. I've got a whole bunch of Oh, do you have many? I know I got you, like, one. Yeah. Once. No, I, I had bought them back in the olden days, in the before times, when you could buy them <laughs> from um, Lincoln Enterprises for, like, I they would send you, you know, 20 for, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole bunch of them. And I did, in fact, what they're showing here, which is that... I took a lot of them and I mounted them in um, slide sleeves, the, the little right. things that you put into a slide carousel. Cool. Yeah, and they look, so if you, the illustration here shows what a slide looks like, and because the film is now many years old, all the colors unfortunately have faded out of it, so mm -hmm. if you scan them, you have to do some fairly fancy uh, color restoration to oh. um, take all that red cast off of it so you can mm -hmm. see the original colors. Well, the next one is one. Of, it's like the centerpiece of my collection: the Captain Kirk Salt and Pepper Shaker. I just laughed so hard when I saw this. I was like, "There he is! There, he, there is. he is!" And I'm looking across the room at him right now. But it says, "A sprinkle of Captain Kirk makes everything a little better, does it not?" Yes, yes, it does. There are also Kirk and Spock sets and a Picard and Riker one. No Scott Bakula one though. Enterprise gets shockingly few goodies. <laughs> Anyway, so that's a rarity. Oh, it's awesome. It is. I love it so much. And um, that picture, I think, has to be a picture of one of the bigger ones. Because remember, I saw the bigger ones. Yes. And I thought that the, the artwork, the face and everything was not as good as it is on the small ones. Mm hmm I love mine. Mine is one of the uh -huh. small ones. And I just... It makes me so happy. It sits right there on these shelves that, that I'm now using like as a desk work area. So he's always watching me. Well, and... yeah, that's the best part about it is he's in his command chair. He's sitting he's very thoughtful, right? He's got his hand to his mm -hmm. chin. He is just making sure that everything is going the way it's supposed to go. And that everybody, his crew, me and the dog are mm -hmm. all doing what we're supposed to do and, and being the best damn whatever it is ever. That's right. That's right. Captain Kirk says, get to work. <laughs> okay, now we have a set of collector spoons. <laughs> I have never seen these. Me neither. I thought maybe it was from Etsy or something. It's just, they're weird looking. They're so strange. The here it points out, oddly, Chekhov and Sulu are relocated to sharing one spoon. <laughs> Although that seems more likely due to spoons not coming in sets of seven, as opposed to some <laughs> hidden commentary on the respective usefulness of their characters or some kind of Walter Kane ego check. <laughs> I have to say, though, that the photo that they chose of Bill is a bad one. Like, out of all is, the pictures, yeah. they chose that one where he's, it's third season and his shirt's kind of mm -hmm. tight and he's just got his head tilted at a weird angle. Not good. Yeah, not, not a good choice here. Okay. A commemorative coin. Mm. This was introduced in 2014 and produced by the Perth Mint out of Australia. Almost an ounce in weight and 99.9% .9 pure silver. Uh, <laughs> it captures the legacy of Star Trek Captain James T. Kirk in the same swaggery glory as the salt <laughs> and pepper shakers. It's also considered legal tender on the island of Tuvalu. Mm -hmm. Should you ever find yourself halfway between Australia and Hawaii and looking to do some shopping. <laughs> 
Oh, I, now, I, are they talking about the salt and pepper shaker that we were just looking at up there? Yes. See, I wouldn't call that swaggery. I would call I that... I wouldn't either. That's, that's pensive Kirk. Pensive Captain Lee Kirk. Like, yes. confident, everything's under control. Definitely not mm-hmm. swaggery. Yes. Now, the next is the bath mat and shower curtain combo. Yes. I do not have this, but I have seen it for sale. Oh, yeah. We've talked about it. I think it was yeah. maybe even last year at Christmas time we looked at this and thought it was hilarious because of the, the transporter pad. That's the best part of it. Yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh there's now this handsome little combo that will let your imagination focus on what distant world you wish to be transported to every time you step out of the shower. A world in which you are wet, naked, unarmed, and a little shivery. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's very, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I like this article, but I was just so thrilled that we have a couple of these things. Oh, and, yeah. and now I have Ladies of Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> the most collectible of collectibles. That's right. Oh, yes, ones we know you, you can't can't get anymore. Oh. So that that's great. But, man, when that salt and pepper shaker showed up, I went, uh-huh. oh, wow. And, you know, the only time I ever saw one after you gave it to me was at that, that um, Star Trek, like, kiosk in a mall all the way the hell out in Schaumburg or somewhere that I went to. To yeah. check it out, you yeah. know, as part of my, my podcasting job. I think they they were selling them on Think Geek for a while, but oh. they, they made a very limited number of those. So it, w- it wasn't like a thing that they always carry. Like they made it, mm-hmm. they sold it, and that was it. Yeah. Wow. Well, it just thrills me all over again to know it's a rare collectible. <laughs> and it's a present from you. And that makes it even more rarer oh. and more collectible. Oh, I'm so happy. It makes me feel very um, warm and safe to know that Kirk is there kind of watching what's going on. He is. He was watching me all day while I was hanging wallpaper. And, <laughs> you know, he told me, well, that's that's not 100%. He probably thinks it's not quite acceptable, but wow. I'm bigger than he is in this one case. So <laughs> He better watch it because the big cardboard one is coming out soon with his Santa hat. Oh, I was thinking about that. I was, I really was. I was like, wow, it's getting to be Christmas. I wonder if big cardboard Kirk's going to be around with his hat. Of course he is. Of course oh, he is. Great. Well, speaking of that, um, let's, let's talk quickly about um, this book, which uh, you sent the link to called Star Trek Costumes. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. This is a, uh, where did it go? Um, this is a book that you can buy, and it's all about the beautiful, fantastic costumes Mm -hmm. and um from everything i've heard about it it is gorgeous high quality color pictures of all these costumes and i believe it has um like story you know stories about them Mm -hmm. and you and i of course have seen some of these original costumes but um and it's got sketches i i just think it's 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 fantastic I think it's it's amazing. These pictures that are used to illustrate the article um, are incredibly high quality. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're like super high resolution. And the, the um, pictures, some of them are the actors wearing the costumes and then others mm-hmm. are the costumes just on mannequins. But they look really, I mean, they're well lit. You can see the detail, yes. you know, they're just really nice. Um, I have to say, though, there's this one caption. It says... Oh, oh, so um, it's a picture of Kirk's elegant civilian clothes, right? 
Yes. It's like the pajama combo that he was wearing when mm-hmm. McCoy comes to his house. Yes. It, says, it reflects a man, quote, who likes luxury, a man with an ego. And once again, I want to disagree with that a little bit. You know, I don't see Kirk as somebody who really likes luxury. Like, he'll have it if it's there, but it's not, uh-huh. like, he doesn't seek it out. You know, he doesn't have to have the plushest furniture and the oldest whiskey and, and all of that stuff. But isn't it possible that during this period in his life, when he's not got his ship that he loves like a woman, (laughs) that indulging himself in other things might have have become a thing? Yeah, I suppose. That's probably true. You know, I think we've talked about this before, but the apartment that we see in San Francisco Mm -hmm. does not look like a livable space. No, and it's not Kirkish at all to me. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just the the uh, the effect of reading too much fanfic, but I just don't see him living in this ultra-modern, to me, very cold yes. um, atmosphere. Exactly. Um, especially if he is a man who likes luxury and everything. To me, that means comfort. And that apartment does not look the least bit no, comfortable. It looks terrible. It looks like a museum piece. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the the house in the woods that they made up for him in Generations yes. was much more Kirkish. Yes. And that seemed very comfortable, but practical. And it seemed like it had luxuries. I mean, the kitchen was really nice. You know? And it could make three pieces of toast at once. <laughs> That's right. Um, so <laughs> it seemed like the luxuries that he wanted were things that were useful, you know, like a really mm-hmm. good stove and a toaster that makes three pieces of bread and, and you know, right. <laughs> things that would make you feel comfortable, not just showy things for people to look yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. That, that apartment, I... You... <sighs> I don't know. That that just is not a, a Kirk-seeming place. Not at me. all. I think they did a bad job with set decoration for that. Just bad. For that, that particular piece. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But I understand them wanting to, you know, make it look like a space apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, in this uh, little article here, I also really liked the sketch for, for Nona's outfit. which they I then, was going to mention yeah, that. Which they paired with a beautiful photograph of her at the same yes. time. And the original design is pretty close to what she ended up looking mm-hmm. like. Yep. It's great. Um, it says, it seems influenced by the 60s era attire of performers, Sonny and Cher. Okay. I was going to say, okay. I've always thought of that as the Sonny and Cher outfit. <laughs> Both Sonny and Cher. At the same time. <laughs> yep. Um, um, there's also a photograph of Patrick Stewart wearing a, a spacesuit from mm-hmm. TNG, looking extremely uncomfortable and basically like, get me the hell out of this thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's part of your job. Oh, and then the design, the last one that they show here is for Spock's uh, snowsuit in the, the last movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think this looks like a really wonderful book. Um, I haven't clicked through. Well, I will right now. I want to know how much it is. Oh, I I'm would guess it's Amazon. probably 30 bucks or something for a book like that. Maybe more. <laughs> you are right on. It's 30 bucks. Okay. Well, there you go. Yes. Okay. Um, this picture that's at the end of the article of mm-hmm. Leonard Nimoy and uh, Jeffrey Hunter, I yes. don't think I've seen this picture before. Not in color and not in such high resolution anyway. Right. I've never I have never seen it in the in this resolution where you can truly see the the texture of the fabric and yeah. everything. These are just 
amazing photos. They are. It's fantastic. So I'm so glad that somebody is putting them together into a, a beautiful book like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great book. Yeah. Yes. Exciting. Yes. I think that's great. So what's on your list? Well, um, since we've been talking a little bit about stuff, I wanted to briefly <laughs> remind people that, um, you know, the holidays are coming up. And if you wanted to buy gifts, there is no lack of Trek Christmas gifts. In fact, Trek uh, Christmas themed gifts is what they're being sold as. So uh-huh. I have a couple of links and we can just glance at the things that they're selling. Okay. Uh, just to clue people in as to what some of the, the fun stuff might be. So if you go to the one for Cafe Press, you can see yes. how creative people have been. So Cafe Press, of course, is where you can make your own t-shirts. And, right. Um, on a lot of these, I think they are just kind of skirting the, the copyright issues. Because, well, that's true of a lot of Cafe Press. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that they'll tend to crack down on things that are just too blatant. So these are all mm-hmm. right on the edge. And some of them are very cute. So they're all... I love the, the first holidays. one, the Christmas tree one. Yes. Trek the isn't halls. That, isn't that, that cute? Is, it's so cool. It's... um. It's, you know, green, of course, <laughs> but um, the tree is actually that uh, chevron insignia. Uh-huh. And it's decorated, it like, for is. Christmas. It has a little ball at the top, and it's kind of sparkly. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. And then uh, there, there's also one, uh, like, two over, that's just called a Trekkie Christmas shirt, and it has mm-hmm. um, the three Santa hats in the three colors, blue, of course. yellow, and red. So I thought that was cute, too. They also have a number of uh, Christmas or, or holiday greeting cards. So there's one right here that says, To Boldly Snow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was kind of clever. Uh, there's one down a little bit further that says uh, it's it's three gingerbread men. Um, yes, I see with, that. With the shirts. And, of course, the red one has a, half of his head bitten off, and he's got a little <laughs> frowny face. The other ones have smiley faces, but that one has a frowny face. Oh, dear. And then if you look just below that, there's a Star Trek snowman greeting card, again, with three snowmen, a gold one, a blue one, the red one, and the red one is melted. <laughs> I like that. But they're very funny. I just, I love it when people take that idea and just run with it. So I, mm-hmm. I've never seen one like that snowman one before. Um, yes. So there's lots of t-shirts, there's sweaters, um, different variations of Trek the Halls or Merry Trekmas. Um, there's another greeting card that just says live long and prosper for a, mo- mm-hmm. a more non-denominational thing. <laughs> Well, you know, I am just so surprised that there still isn't a replica of that shirt from the Christmas fanfic where the captain's in a coma <laughs> and Spock is in the, the, the green thing with the... Uh-huh. Um, his elf outfit. <laughs> his elf outfit, basically. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, Remember we had that game, too, Wake the Comatose Captain. That's right. How would you wake <laughs> the Comatose about that. that was fun. That was really fun. Well, if we get a chance to do another show before Christmas, maybe we can read a little bit more of that story because um, that's always good. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you, speaking of T-shirts, I saw a T-shirt last night. I wanted so bad to get my nephew, and then the computer crashed, and I don't even remember where it was. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a Wanted poster. Uh-huh. It said, Wanted, Schrodinger's cat, dead and alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's very I'm good. I'm sure I can find it if I go go looking for it, but I liked that. That is I, cute. 
I like jokes about that cat for some reason. I do it too. cracks and me up. They're, they're kind of endless. I, I've seen those jokes. <laughs> As they should be. So many places. Um, so just to tell people, if you go to Cafe Press and you look, there are several pages of, of Star mm-hmm. Trek themed Christmas stuff. So I'm looking at the next page. There's a Klingon greeting card with a, a very mean looking Klingon and a Santa hat. And it says, ho, 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 which is good. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And then it says, tis the season to be jolly. Um, There's some ornaments. So you can buy some Star Trek-themed Christmas ornaments, including one that says, uh, Santa is a Trekkie. So it's a Santa hat with the little um, insignia on it. Uh, There's mugs that have the little Christmas hats. Uh, You can get um, a a cup, you know, like an insulated cup that's got uh, the, Mm -hmm. the insignia kind of in candy cane form. Oh, that's very cute. cute. I know. I think all these things are really cute. So, yeah, um, there's some calendars. Um, they're the one that has the three snowmen. You can also get it as a blanket for your bed if you want. <laughs> there's just so much stuff. And and so if you are the kind of person who really likes to celebrate Christmas in a big way, there's so much Star Trek stuff that you could get to help you out in that. Fans are endlessly creative. Yes. There's even, excuse me, I need to go back to this and look at it, but there is, I just saw it on the bottom of this page, it's um, a Klingon greeting card, and it, it says, uh, well, it's in Klingon, so I don't know what it says. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but it, it looks, okay. it, it's, it's got a red and green um, two botlets on either side, so it kind of makes the shape of a Christmas ornament or maybe a globe. Mm-hmm. And it says, in English, it says, peace on earth. And then down at the bottom, it says, conditions permitting, um, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, but I don't oh, know really what it says in Klingon. Maybe that's what it says. I'm not sure. Mm, okay. But it's very funny. So, uh, you know, go celebrate the holidays. Go nuts and buy some of this cute stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Now, in, 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 that. in contrast to that, um, if you go over to StarTrek.com, where they sell a lot of crap, they uh-huh. have a section called Gifts for your Star Trek fan. And I specifically wanted to look at the gifts for her. So yes. unlike Have a Press, which just kind of puts it all out there and says, buy what you want. Of course, you go to StarTrek.com and it has to be gender segregated. Thanks a lot. Oh, um, okay. And some of this stuff isn't i mean it's not kind of holiday themed for most of it it's just stuff you might want to buy somebody who's into star trek and i think the cafe press stuff is so much nicer than what you can get from really plain old star trek so like you can buy um the dress star trek women's uhura's dress from the movie Mm -hmm. and First of all, it's really short, so I don't know anybody who would actually wear this except if you were doing cosplay, and you mm-hmm. definitely have to wear, like, tights under it or something. Oh, yeah. But it kind of looks like it's crappy, like it's not made very well, and it costs $32, and I don't know. Um, you yeah. can also buy the the um, the gold, the movie gold dress, which, again, is incredibly short, and, you know, if you're not, like, a size 2, you're just going to be flashing your butt all over the place. That's right. And they've got Starfleet Academy shirts. They've got a a little phaser on a a necklace, a little charm. There's some tank tops. There's a robe. There's earrings. Uh, There's a makeup bag. There's a makeup, yes. It's a Star Trek Women's Uhura Deluxe makeup bag. It says Uhura because it's red. That's the only reason that it's Uhura. Yes. Um, I do think the ugliest thing of all, if you scroll down a little further, is the cutting board. 
Oh, let me see. Oh, yeah, the Enterprise cutting board. Ugh. Yeah, that's not really very nice. Um, you can get a t-shirt that says Quark's Bar on it. There's a whole bunch of uh, sweatpants that say Property of Starfleet Academy on them. Uh, so I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a, like a little disappointed that the official stuff doesn't measure up to the Cafe Press stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing on that page that I would want or would would buy for anyone yeah exactly i mean you look yeah. at it and you're like eh, it's more star trek stuff whereas the mm-hmm. cafe press stuff it's like we were saying oh gosh it's so cute and how creative how wonderful yes yes this is all just i don't know it's like robot stuff it something. is so <laughs> i encourage people go off script don't buy stuff from star trek.com unless you really want one of these things go you know buy some fan stuff it's way better right right yes because fans rock. Fans are fantastic. That's right. Exactly right. Okay. Um, let's take a little break because we've been talking okay. for a while now. And then we just have so much more stuff to talk about when we come back. Yes, we do. Okay. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com and please visit us at the Look At His Butt Facebook page. All right, we're back now. We are back. Okay. Um, we have a new topic. It's called Bill Says Yes. <laughs> and I think it's getting to the point where the phone rings, he picks it up, and they say, Mr. Shatner, what? would you appear? Yes. <laughs> he, what time? You know, <laughs> he, he seems hell-bent on these Christmas movie things as well. <laughs> Like what is that? Is he trying to is he trying to rack up some kind of record so that when he, you go to IMDb it's like who is the actor who has appeared in the most Christmas movies? William Shatner. Well, I think it's it's one of these fear of death things <sighs> because it's not enough for him that Star Trek's going to be shown forever. He knows there is no such thing as death for a Christmas special. This is true. This or a Christmas movie. You know, they, they just get get shown mm-hmm. regardless. So um, he has coming up, he is going to be on the Michael Buble Christmas special, which is showing December 10th. I don't know what station or anything. But then um, in a in a media, new media Concord that um, <laughs> I frankly wish he had just left unconquered is a Hallmark Christmas movie, uh... December 6th. And uh, we're clicking through to the link, and once again, Bill has violated several of the no-nos, hat, beard, oh, and plaid. Look what he's wearing. <laughs> I mean, okay, there's so much wrong with this. So, first of all... The and hat. the jacket is old man aqua. Oh, it so. is. It totally is. So, the hat is like a Bing Crosby hat. Right, mm-hmm. it's kind yeah. of like woven looking, and it's sitting so squarely on his head that it makes it look like he has no forehead whatsoever. Not a yes. good look for him. Yes, and then he doesn't actually have a beard. Beard. It's like a little Amish tuft that's glued to his chin, and it looks terrible. And it's not a little tuft. It's long. I mean, it's 
it's like down to chest length, I think. It but. is. Oh, it's just not good. And it looks so fake. I mean, it literally mm-hmm. looks like, you know, he was walking by makeup and they just said, come here and stuck it on him really quickly. And then he was like, oh, I'll take this. And then he walked away. <laughs> well, the name of this thing is Just in Time for Christmas. Oh, what a great title. And here's the official synopsis. Lindsay is faced with a life-altering altering decision as Christmas approaches. This happens every year, right? <laughs> Stay in her tiny hometown and marry boyfriend Jason or accept a coveted post teaching at an Ivy League college on the other side of the country. What to do? <laughs> Fortunately for Lindsay, she has some big-time help in the form of a magical messenger, mm-hmm. William Shatner, was able to transport her three years into the future to see how it would all turn out. Christopher Lloyd co-stars as Lindsay's beloved Grandpa Bob. Wow, that's original. (laughs) And uh, here's a special message from William Shatner. Had a great time filming my next movie, Just in Time for Christmas, with Hallmark Hall of Fame, premiering Saturday, December 5th on (laughs) Hallmark Channel USA. You go, Bill. Watch... Watch the trailer and enter to win some prizes, including a Star Trek ornament I've signed. Mm. And um, I'm clicking through to see this fabulous ornament. Uh, you have oh, it's to, the it's, Hallmark Hall of Fame Facebook, Facebook page. Facebook group, yes. And um, here are some of the great prizes. The dress worn by the lead actress. Wow. Four Star Trek Hallmark keepsake ornaments signed by William Shatner. A coffee shop sign prop from the movie. Amazing. And the grand prize, two tickets to fly anywhere in the U.S. Wow. Well, I'll enter. I'll do it. Uh, Okay. (laughs) As long as it's not going to be one of those things where it's like, now you have to sign away the rest of your life and uh, take over your And we'll keep sending you crap forever. But, um, yeah, um, this magical messenger... I don't know. He looks like a strange old man. You would, your mother would say, "Kids, stay away from him." Yes, I completely agree don't with you. Don't talk that. to him. You know, if he offers you a ride home, don't take it. Oh, oh, but you know what? Look at the, I'm what? looking at the picture of him again. You know why he partly what? agreed to do this? Because he gets to drive a horse. Oh, I wonder if it's one of his horses. I bet it is one of his horses. So he's sitting mm. in a, a little carriage with a horse in the front, and it's all Christmassy out. But I'm yeah. sure that that was part of the attraction for him was, I get to do the horse thing. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a sleigh. It's not in the Ooh. picture. You can't tell. It could be a sleigh. Which it is. It's could true. be a sleigh. Oh, Bill. Oh, my God, that hat. Oh, everything. I mean, I'm torn between what's worse, the hat or the beard. <laughs> It's all bad. It's all equally bad. But yes. I will say, if, if you scroll down, somebody left a comment on this thing, and it says, 84 years old and still getting work. Pretty damn cool, Bill. Well, yes, this is true. This is true. And I'll watch it. You know, I watched the, the Christmas horror movie. That's right, right. So this should be you know. a walk in the park compared to that. Well, I think you should have to watch this one. Oh, okay. Well, I, I guess. Gather your family around, make some popcorn and hot chocolate. And... Saturday, December 5th. All right. I'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to try to remember to, to record it. Okay. Oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill. Oh, Bill. And the thing is, you know, lately, um, a couple nights a week, one of the channels, I think it's Bravo, is rerunning Boston Legal. And so oh. I've been able to catch, oh, some of my favorite episodes. Oh. And, some, and it's like... Bill, you are capable of such great work. Why are you doing this stupid stuff? But, 
you know, he's got to keep working. Got to keep working. Just keep going. Just keep going. I don't think there's ever been a person with a stronger work ethic. Ever. I, I agree with you. I think you're right. Yeah. So that that concludes this episode of Bill Says Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's talk for just a second about uh, this very amusing little story that I found online. Yes, Because it just kind of made me laugh. Um, so we've talked before uh, about all of the different Star Trek fan-made films, and there's one called Star Trek Continues, and the guy who stars in it is named um, Vic Minona. And he has done a lot of voiceover work, and now he gets to be in front of the camera. And I think I might have watched a little bit of it, but I haven't watched the whole Star Trek Continues um, episode that they make. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it won an award, and other people are involved in it. Like Chris Duhan is in it, um, James Duhan's son. And Mm -hmm. Grant Imahara is in it, and... uh, they got some other people to do it, like Michael Dorn does a voice, and Marina Sirtis does a voice, and so you know they're they're working with the franchise to try and make mm-hmm. it happen. So this is just a little story about him that I found while trolling the internet. So someone told the story, and I just repeated it verbatim. It says. Um, He came to an Irish anime con a couple years ago, and one of the stipulations was that the con had to put leaflets advertising his religious CD in the con bag. He was also an absolute cock to the staff whilst being sweet as pie to the attendees. Can you imagine, though? I mean, like, who does this guy think he is that he would tell the con that they had to put flyers for his religious CD in the oh. con bag with all the rest of it? What a jerk. Really? What an absolute jerk. Uh, so I wonder how he is. You know, like, is he a jerk on set for the Star Trek Continues thing? I haven't heard anything else anywhere about this, but I would love to know if he's as much of a jerk to them as he was to the people at the staff for the con. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you know, in this internet age where absolutely everything gets recorded and posted and everything mm-hmm. else, going anywhere public and being a jerk, even if you're not a real celebrity, is just plain bad business. It totally bad, is. You know, bad bad marketing, if you want to just look at it that way, without even getting into, why not just be a decent human being, but yeah. let's just get into, you're out there selling your product, which is you, and you're acting like, as this person said, an absolute cock. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. I, I think people are, are um, slowly learning that the internet has made things very different than it was, even 10 years ago, I would say. Oh, yeah. You know, there's been this feeling like, um, especially at cons, that when people misbehaved, you couldn't talk about it. You know, the stars or, or the yes. guests. You couldn't talk yes. about it. Or if you did talk about it, it was with just the people who ran the con. And maybe mm-hmm. if you thought that, that um, the star had been particularly awful, you might spread the word via the grapevine to other people who ran cons. Right. Like, you know, you need to watch out for this person because whatever, you know, they're going to mm-hmm. drink and not mi- come to their panel. So be aware. Yeah. But people feel much more open about sharing these kinds of things, even if anonymously sometimes. And mm-hmm. I got to say, I think it's a good thing because it's not good to, to keep all that stuff under the rug, you know? Well, no. And, you know, people um, pay a lot of money and in some cases travel very far to go to these things. And 
you know, if you put that kind of money into, let's say, a vacation in Disney World and Mickey Mouse slurs you or something, mm-hmm. you're going to say something. Exactly. And and especially, it's especially important for the really bad things like con guests who, who sexually harass people, mm-hmm. you know, or are just awful people and, and scream insults at the staff or, you know, just do other really, really horrible things. Mm-hmm. They should not be allowed to get away with that stuff. Mm-hmm. They really shouldn't. You know, one of the things... Um, that is so fun about Bill at a con. And I know the, uh, the guy who runs creation or, or is in charge of the cons has said this too, that one of the reasons they love having him is he never lets them down. When Bill goes out there, they think, you know, they know by now that when it says Bill's going to be out there a half hour, they're looking at a good hour and a half. They can mm-hmm. go out to lunch, but he is so entertaining and he always has new stories to tell He's very quick. He's very silly. He's fun with the fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, that room is absolutely packed to the the capacity when Bill is their guest. Yep, always. And he also, as you were just saying about the work ethic, right? He shows up on time. Mm-hmm. He's there. He does his things. You know, he's not late. Um, mm-hmm. he, he gets to where he needs to be to sign the autographs or take the picture. You know, he's, he does it. He just gets yep. out there and he does and the he's, thing that he's there for. And he's giving 110%. He always you know, gives 110%. He's, he's telling his stories. He's acting them out in the, in the craziest, most outrageous manner. And he's just so funny with, mm-hmm. you know, the fans when, when he's answering questions and everything and having people sit on his lap and giving people hugs mm-hmm. and... All those wonderful Bill things. <laughs> it is it is so worth it to go see him. Like, yes. you will not be bored. Never. Yes. Never bored. And I was thinking, oh, my God, this year we're going to see him at two cons. We're doing the San Jose one in yeah. March. Uh-huh. And then the one here in Chicago, I think, is late May. I can't quite remember the dates. I think that's dates. right, yeah. But um, plus, he's traveling around doing this, you know, his one-man show. And in between time, he's filming movies. He is so busy. He is the busiest man ever. And of course, you know, the re- that weird reality thing he did about going to Asia is yeah. going to be on TV at some point. And he'll be yeah, doing Yeah, whenever publici- that's going to show up. He'll be doing publicity for that, right? He'll be making the rounds mm-hmm. on TV and radio to promote that because that's what he does. And a couple weeks ago, he was on the Country Music Awards. He was dressed as a, a Star Wars trooper. Brad Paisley was hosting. <laughs> and I'm sure that has something to do with Bill doing it because uh-huh. they're buds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just going, going, going. He's crazy. I, it drives me nuts now when he live tweets a show mm-hmm. because it totally clutters up my Twitter feed. It's like, <sighs> oh, I know. Bill, shut and up. it's just always, show- even when he does it for the one of the few shows I actually watch, I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. I'm watching the show. I'm not watching Bill's live tweet. You know, I, I, but he realizes that so much of his career, not just Star Trek, has been in science fiction. Mm-hmm. He's done, you know, so many of those Twilight Zone things and all those other things. And I think he genuinely likes science fiction. Mm-hmm. And so, so for some reason, he got it into his head that science fiction was dying on TV. So he decided, being Bill, he's going to single-handedly save them all through tweets. <laughs> I think you're right about that. And, and I, I am just, I have to say, I'm so impressed with the fact that for, for someone who's Bill, who doesn't understand the way technology works, mm-hmm. he live tweets shows. 
Yeah. You know, that's like, that's a young person's thing to do. And he's out there just providing rolling commentary. He's responding to people. He's doing all kinds of stuff. It's like he made this decision that he was going to master the medium and he's done it. Yes. He's totally done it. Well, and the thing is, Bill is a young person. You know, if they say you're as, as young or as old as you feel, he's still... 17 (laughs) you know I I mean the energy he's got and the way he just wants to do it all totally totally yeah oh Bill yes he is amazing he I mean he he, I remember I keep remembering a story that Leonard Nimoy told about um in the makeup room on Monday mornings you know he would have been there for an hour or so before Bill got in because they had to do the Vulcan makeup and everything and he said you know I would just be Still half asleep, just laying to get my makeup. And Bill came in and he goes, it's exhausting to sit next to that man. <laughs> because he's like, oh my God, what a weekend. My wife, my kids, my horse, my dude, you know, and everything. And it's just go, 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 go all the time. Oh my God. I can, yes, definitely yes. He oh. should leave his metabolism to science. Oh, totally. They, they, they have to find out what makes him go. What makes him yeah. keep on going. Okay, let's, excuse me, let's talk about this, I think maybe just one other thing at this point. Okay. Um, The Star Trek scholarship, because this is so interesting. Yes, this is amazing. And and how did we not know about this before? I don't know. I found it as a a side link to the rare and collectible posts, Mm -hmm. but it is... um, a Star Trek fan group. Oh, I'm I'm clicking at the wrong link. I'm sorry. You sent me a better link. Yeah. You this, go ahead and start talking while I get to it, please. Um, this article appeared on Vice.com, which occasionally has pretty good journalism. So it's an article about a Star Trek scholarship that is offered by Starfleet International, which was um, a fan group founded mm-hmm. in 1974 and it offers several yearly scholarships for fans they're not huge scholarships but they're still scholarships and there's no uh it's not that you have to use the money for any trick purposes you mm-hmm. just have to be a fan and tell them that you're a big fan and why you want the money and they'll give you a thousand dollars wow it's pretty cool it's pretty amazing like i just did not know that this even existed no, it's um it's five separate scholarships of a thousand dollars each. Um, it says they only ask one brief question about your involvement in the Trekker community and make no request that your scholarship be tied to Star Trek. Um, Trekker community involvement, according to the fund's current manager and twenty plus year Trekker Tammy Wilcox, is mostly used as a tiebreaker between applicants. Their only stringent requirement is that applicants should have been members of SFI for at least a year before applying. Mm-hmm. So the the scholarship money comes out of the dues that you pay to be a member of mm-hmm. the organization. So they're um, a nonprofit completely. And that's what they use their money for is basically, you know, you join, you remember, and then you can endow mm-hmm. people with these little scholarships. It's so awesome. Yes. And it's, it, it says it's, it's open to more fields of study other than uh, similar niche or niche scholarships. Um, let's see. And it dwarfs the payout of most other general purpose funds available to the vast majority of students. Mm-hmm. Um, here's someone who is an environmental geographer at Texas A&M University. 
and he won it for uh, the miscellaneous field. And he says, I'm a graduate student, and it is a lot harder to find funding than it is for an undergraduate. If you want to go to a conference, publish paper, everything costs money. So most of us are constantly on the lookout for anything we can find. The SFA scholarship is actually a lot better than the majority of the scholarships my peers go out for. A lot of people were going for scholarships in the $500 range, and they were writing a lot more. Yeah. Um, in the next paragraph down, it says, uh, for that guy, it's going to allow him to present his thesis to the Association of American Geographers in San Francisco. For another woman who won an award a few, a few years before she became involved with the scholarships administration, it allowed her to buy books she couldn't afford. And for her daughter, who won an award about a decade ago, it paid for her entire first year of community college. This is so great. And it says, you know, the, the scholarship has survived for 25 years. It's amazing. Um, and let's see, what else does it say? This is just uh, so good. Well, I thought it was also interesting, a little further down, they talk about how um, when they started doing this, many of the cast had donated photographs or other memorabilia so mm -hmm. that they could auction it off to fund the awards. Um, and then the next sentence is so sad, but eventually some of the stars died <laughs> and, uh, and others abandoned the project. Um, and so she said, fandom has changed over the years. Stars like that aren't as personally involved anymore. People are afraid that somebody from the fan club is going to come and shoot them or something like that. So a lot of, <laughs> a lot of the star support fell off. Um, but rather than letting the award just stop, um, they started hosting other fundraising events and asking mm -hmm. people for money and just basically doing anything they could to keep it going. Um, here is a, a quote from somebody who says, you find yourself looking for hobbies as you get older. I was always a trekker. My parents raised me up on the movies. Finding a group for that hobby was great, but then finding that they had scholarships was amazing. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. So I'm, oh, I'm totally no. in. Um, I think this is great, and I want to like promote it on Facebook or wherever they can do it. Yes, and here it says the SFI community's commitment to this award, despite its lack of Star Trek specificity, speaks to the unique fandom it embodies. Often viewed as bizarre from the outside, Trekkers comprise a community for those who need one. It's kind of sweet to know that if you share your love of Targs and Triples, your fellow Star Trek fanatics will have your back. Yeah, this is great. What a lovely story. I mean, it's just another way that Star Trek does amazing things for people through yes fans, through fans through and uh, um so if you know if you are a person still in school needing some you know go join sfi now sfi yeah. now so next year you can apply for this or you know if you know someone to, who would be eligible for this let them know this is fantastic i mean it is so difficult to pay for education now yeah and anything that that keeps you from racking up that huge student debt is a good thing. Yep. And I, I, uh, I know when members of my family, you know, were getting their kids ready to go for college, they were just applying for scholarships left and right and constantly hearing, well, this organization gives one and, they, you know, and just filling out things like mad, but I never heard of this. No, no. And, and like they were saying, a thousand bucks to a graduate student 
or an undergraduate, it might not seem like a lot in the big scheme of things, but it totally does those things they were talking about. It lets you right. go to a conference or buy the books or, you know, whatever the thing is that you need to Fund do. Fund some research if you need to travel to do it, exactly. you know. Yeah. So, well, uh, I know. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I have just clicked over to the site, the Starfleet International mm-hmm. site. And if anybody wants to join, it's 10 bucks. Oh. <laughs> Pretty cheap. Pretty darn cheap. Pretty darn cheap. Um, I was going to say, I don't think this, I don't know, this may be true of the creation cons, but I know the fan run cons like uh, Shore Leave and Bascon and Friscon mm-hmm. and those, uh, I don't even know if those still go on. Well, I know Shore Leave still goes on. They have a charity every year mm-hmm. that they that they are supporting. Yes. And that's an important an important thing for the community to be, to be doing things like that. Yeah. So uh, this is fabulous. And uh, yeah, anything we can do to help promote that, I think is great. Yep, I, I agree. So this is awesome. Everybody should go out and read up about it and find out about it and promote it, do things for it. Yes, and this article is only a couple weeks old. Yeah. So it's not like something 10 years old that is, has gone defunct. Mm-hmm. This is still going and boy, it sure it sure deserves um, any publicity we can help give it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm so glad you found that. That was awesome. Well, like I said, it was a side link on the uh, the salt and pe- pepper shaker article. <laughs> and I thought, it's amazing. This is so good. I'm so happy to be able to, for us to report on something like this that is so good, such good news, and not just us bitching about J.J. Abrams <laughs> or, or whatever. But also, it has, this article has the most awesome kirk Lightiest oh. picture. Oh, my God. With the pictures, as I said earlier, he has the gold lion eyes. And, oh. Oh, 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 It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful picture of him. Of course, it, you know, knowing that they would get a lot of hits just because of that picture. <laughs> um, I can't even remember what it was, but I, I sent something to you, I think, earlier in the week. Or or maybe I put it on our Facebook page. I think you put about, it on Facebook, yes. Yeah, that, that um, you all you have to do is put a picture of Bill with your article. And then you never even have to mention Bill in the article, but you'll get more hits because that article had nothing about Bill in it. Oh, just a picture. Just, just a picture. And it's like, oh, got to read this. <laughs> oh, Bill is probably the most click through image. That is another media conquered. That's true. Click throughs. <laughs> click throughs. Clickbait. Bill is clickbait. Click. It's it's even better than being chick bait. I swear to God, it's so true because if I was doing anything, if I was like looking around online and I saw a picture of Bill, I would totally click on it. No matter what it was, I would be like, oh, it's Bill. Even if it's a picture I've seen a million times, I want to see what it's being used want, for now. Exactly, you know? exactly. Oh. Yep. So Bill is clickbait. I wonder how he feels about that. He's probably pretty happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. All right. Well, listen, we had a whole bunch of stuff that's about the new series and J.J. Abrams, but I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, I like going out on this up note of clickbait yes. and the scholarship. So, yes. um, yeah, um, let's see. It is the end of November now. Yes. And uh, knowing how busy things get, we may not get our Christmas special done before Christmas. So we're going to take this time to wish everybody a happy holiday, whatever you are celebrating. And if you're not celebrating anything, just um, stay warm and safe. Yeah, exactly. And live long and prosper and, and potluck and all that good stuff. Yeah, and and take some time during the holiday season to watch some Star Trek because... (gasps) And Boston Legal. And Boston Legal, because, you know, watching Star Trek is kind of a... Old Star Trek, I'm talking TOS now. Oh, of Um, course. It's like... 
it relaxes you and yet it renews you at the same time, you know? You're it's, right. It's good for your soul. So I it encourage is. everyone. <laughs> Watch some Star Trek. Yeah, if I could find that tiny, shriveled up little soul of mine, I would agree. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving, as we said. You know, have a good holiday if we don't get to you before that. And, you know, buy some of this cool Trek crap. Yes, and, and you know, keep sending us your comments and your questions. Yes. And I know um, we will probably see some of you at the San Jose Con. Yes. And I believe at least one person is going to be joining us at the Chicago one. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's all one big party. 2016 is looking great. That's right. 2016, it's going to be awesome. Yep. Okay, well, that's it for now. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.